I did listen to the end of last week's episode, um, like the last 30 seconds of it, because I, I very much recall saying how excited I was to listen to this week's episode. Um, and upon reflection, I have to say that I think I overhyped this record. <laughs> okay. I really, you know. No, okay. it, no. Uh, is this another disagreeing one? Ah! No. So, uh, Nikki, anything not music related going on with you um, right now? Uh, not music related. Um, well, the past 24 hours have been a bit of a saga because um, my laundry was stolen um, <laughs> and then promptly returned the following morning. Le- uh, yesterday, I, um, I did my laundry. I live in an apartment complex, and so um, in the basement, there is a bunch of laundries. It's, it's just like Seneca Hall. Um, and um yeah i have to give them money i have to put money in through a chip card thing and then i put my laundry in and then i have to pay to get my clothes clean um and i put them in the in the wash and then i brought them out to the dryer and then it gives you a timer so it lets you know how long it takes um so i was like okay this will be fine so i stepped out i i went um i i i i did i ran some errands um and when i came back uh all of the laundry was gone um, I took a little bit too long, it, I, uh, and uh, laundry was gone, and I was freaking out because that was like seventy-five percent of what I wear regularly. Um, it was all of my shirts, all of my uh, uh, undergarments, um, my socks, and everything, and it was gone. And um, yeah, I was really bummed about it. Um, I was even uh, more bummed because um, there is a camera in the laundry room, but uh, there wasn't a security guard to like look at the footage because. Uh, you know, building security matters in the place that I live in. Um, yeah, so I, I was panicking and because I was out of clothes. Um, but I went, I had more laundry uh, to do, so I went down there this morning, and lo and behold, there was a garbage bag full of my clothes just sitting in the laundry room. Wonder how those ended up there. Um, Think that you you'd you'd hope it was just some genuine uh like oh like I grabbed like these person's clothes by accident which one I don't know how you could possibly do that in a dryer you just put your clothes in and not even realize that there are twice as many clothes than you put in when you take them out that's number one number two I went through that plastic uh, that that garbage bag and all of my socks are gone. They gave me my, I'm honest, they gave me my t-shirts, they gave me my shorts, they gave me my work apron, uh, they took all of my socks. I, I really, I, I think, I, I really, there was intent there, first of all, um, but what really just confuses the, the hell out of me is that I don't, wh- why? Why the socks? Like, the, what, what, do, what are you gaining from them? I, I don't know. Maybe you misplace them with the rest. Maybe you own the same socks and you're like, oh, I'll just keep the rest of them since I don't know which ones are mine, which ones are his. I don't, I don't know. But um, either way, my socks were stolen. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think, I honestly, part of me believes that, like, there's just some dishonest individual in my, in my apartment. Um, and, but once they realized that, that, like, nothing I wear was their size because I'm a very small man, um, they're like, well, I might as well give them back. <laughs> you know, so I have no idea. Um, <laughs> can I can I ask what brand of socks you wear? I wear uh, I wear uh, Nike Dry Fits. Um, that is my that is my. It's it's listen. It's a very popular 
brand, the Nikes. You so know, so not, the cruise... not $5 packs of socks from Target is what I'm hearing. No, I listen, I like, I like some nice Nikes. All right. They're nice and soft, cushiony. They're, they're good. They, they pass as like dress socks and also they're athletic, they're casual wear, all, everything. Um, so yes, they're popular. So maybe they saw the logo and like, Hey, I like that logo. They're mine now. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was also more than just Nikes. So like, they just took like just socks. I, I don't know. Uh. Did you, do you still have your underwear? I have my underwear, which is great because I, I have like special under, not special underwear. That's not, makes it sound <laughs> weird. Um, they're not, it's, it's, it is, uh, like I, I have an underwear subscription. Um, if this is too much, you can cut this out, but I have an underwear subscription, um, from and yes, please, I would love to have a sponsor from them because I'm going to bleep that out. No free advertising on our podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like it. I like the, I like this service because, um, every like three months I get two new pairs of underwear, which doesn't seem like a lot, um, because it's not, however, they're very, it's wonderful quality, long lasting. They take it, it's not just like their own personal, like they don't just make some of the the pairs of underwear. They also like, you know, get like manufacturers and they're, they're kind of like a middleman, but they, they tailor it. So like they tailor it to like what type of underwear you like. Um, they tailor it to like your waist size. And because I'm a, again, I'm a very slender individual. Uh, they have, it's, it's, it's rather hard to find even underwear that fits me, um, but yes, uh, I uh, they they have things that are tailored to to my petite uh, frame, and um, and they're very comfortable. And it's and it's uh, there's cute designs on it, um, and they make me feel cute, look cute, feel great. I've had the I've had the service for several years now, um, and I actually just got my new um, my new uh, uh, shipment the other day. I got two new pairs. They look very cute. I would have lost them because I put them in the wash. Um, but thankfully, I, 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 I live to see them another day. Um, but yes, that, that, I, my underwear, my very nice underwear is intact. <laughs> so this is just some weird sock freak going around stealing socks from your building. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just... I, 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 <laughs> I, don't, even, I don't even know. I, there's, a, there's a building manager who, who is always around a lot. And he's very sweet. He did not have access to the to the to the security room for some reason. But I said to him, I was like, yeah, like someone just stole all of my shit. Um, they just stole all of my laundry. And he looks at me and he's just like, oh, no, someone must have misplaced it. They must have just, you know, it must have been some mistake. I have been working here for 60 years and there has been no theft in this building. And I'm like, what? 60 years for 60 years. There's been no theft in this building. And just when I happen to move in, like that's when it all just goes to shit. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? No. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm getting some new socks on Amazon, and uh, I, I get to have my uh, Ariana Grande uh, World Tour t-shirt back. So <laughs> there we are. <laughs> what a saga. I really hope we get to hear more about this. I hope you catch him and unmask him like a Scooby-Doo villain. I really, I don't even, yeah, I just... <laughs> I don't know. Next time I'm in the lodge room, just catch some guy just stealing just the socks from a from a dryer. And I'd be like, hey, I remember you. <laughs> so, uh, Lauren Hill. Oh, yes. Yeah. As the, much the, the thing this podcast is about. Yeah. Uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill is what we listened to this week. Yeah. Uh, produced by Lauren Hill, Che Pope and Vada Nobel Nobeles. I'm going to assume nobles. Regardless, uh, a who's who almost. Uh, 
a very long, long album. One. It is a long album. In, I believe, 1999 is the year we said. Yeah, 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 1999. Yes. Well, it was released in 98 for the 99 Grammys. Yes. Yeah. Which, I like this album. Okay. Uh, and I, why well, didn't, Nikki, did you not like this album? I'm, uh, now, I'll say, I said in the beginning, I'll say it again. I apologize to anyone thinking that I was in love with this album. Um, I honestly was just believing the hype of my own past because I have listened to this record before, although I've only really listened like regularly or like I've come back to like the first handful of tracks. Um, and I did not remember what the rest of the album was. And I have to say, um, I was, <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Um, it's a good record. Uh, generally speaking, it's not a good record for me. I was expecting something more out of it. Um, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I do have many issues with it that we'll go into, but I will say, uh, listen, I know this is a celebrated record. I know this is a very Im impactful record. Um, I really sound like a politician right now because I'm saying all of these things that I said last week, but like on the opposite side of the aisle. Um, but no, I this is a great record. This just wasn't my cup of tea. I think honestly... If my biggest issue with it is that it does not age very well, um, is how I felt about it. Um, and I think it, it, it was lacking some, some characteristics that I do enjoy about R&B, about hip-hop, about soul music, um, that just I was, I was, I was lacking um, in, from, from my personal ears. Um, but listen, the first, the first, well, the first, the first couple of tracks are great. Well, let's talk about those. And then it, listen, this is a long record. Like you said, definitely didn't need to be, but let's go into it. All right. Uh, let's start with our usual, the album art, which I actually really did not like this album art upon first seeing really? it. Uh, but after listening to the whole album, it definitely fits a lot better than I thought it would have. No, I think it's a great, it's an, it's, it's, it's a really uh, unique album cover. Uh, art, I think, because um, it's like it's like a just it's it's a, it's a desk from a um from like a elementary school, you know, it's nice wood, um, and then you have the little pencil holder that you have up top, and there's a pencil, and then etched in the in the wood is the 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 title of the track, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and then her actual face. What I thought is really I thought was really neat. I think that's the thing that really there's no other really album cover like it, which I think is really good. Uh, a lot of people actually pay homage or just straight up steal the design of this album cover, yeah. I've noticed. Regardless, uh, very unique album art. I really like it after listening to the album because I think it's important uh, we take note of this going in uh, to the intro track and the whole album. Uh, this mm. album has like multiple, like, I don't want to call them interludes, but like breaks of like a classroom discussing the themes of love. Yes. Which is appropriate, considering this episode's coming out near Valentine's Day. Gay. Very. <laughs> but not. Uh, yeah. uh, the kids are discussing, like, love, what it means to be in love, what they think love is. And it's a very wholesome and cute part of this record, which I think gives a, a lot of character. It does definitely give it some character, and I am glad that the, the, um, the interludes are there. I think it is very neat. Um, if I can say one thing about it, though, is that the interludes just stop happening for the second re half of the record. Yeah, I was really expecting Where did like, they go? the last song to have one, but it didn't. No. Uh, I really don't know why they gave up on that gimmick. Because I think it's like the last one is in like the fifth or sixth song. 
Yeah, and like, I mean, I don't know if maybe they just they were done interviewing the children, um, or or what. But no, it. I would have loved. I I, I felt like the the intro track and then the subsequent interludes were setting up for some sort of like album cohesion or like some concept. The def- the album definitely has cohesion, but like I felt like some sort of like underlying concept or theme um and it did not deliver. It really it had it it had it in the beginning, but then in the second half it just I, I the fact that it just they just took it away um makes it kind of lose that sort of conceptual edge. Yeah, I mean, overall it just kind of like I don't know, if you're going to if you're going to play to a gimmick, uh adhere to the gimmick the whole way, don't just stop. Yeah. Do you think it was one of the producers was like, we've had enough of this? Uh, maybe. Maybe it was like Lauren Hill who was just like, I don't know. Honestly, I, 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 I'm wondering if they really just didn't, if they weren't recording the children for very long. Because they only have about, I would say, maybe like five-ish minutes of them talking, like just them talking. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know how long they were recording these, these children. Or like they just wanted them to talk just about love. Um, and like that's kind of the beginning parts of the record. Um, but even still, like the fact that there's a whole intro track dedicated to being like Lauren Hill, where's Lauren Hill? Um, and then to just not have, I don't know, like even th- at the end of Ferris Bueller, Fer- B- Bueller comes back to school, you know? So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> bring Lauren Hill back. I don't know. Come on now. Going into the next track, Lost Ones. Uh, this actually wasn't my favorite. I didn't enjoy this track really? as much. Yeah. Really? This is probably my f- favorite on the record really uh yeah i think listen the the punchiness of the drums the way that it, i think it's a it's a stellar introduction to this record um the, her flow i think is just incredible she's just popping off bars after bar um the hook although it takes a minute to get there i think that it's really just groovy and i think it really hooks you in um and I think that there's little moments of like harmonies and background vocals that come in. One of my favorites is when she's like, comma, comma, comma comes. Um, I think that one was really great. Um, I do think that the instrumentation was a bit sparse and could use, could have used some development, but honestly, I just, I think that, um, I think this is the best song on the record in my opinion. It's my favorite personally. Hard disagree. I just, I think this song and a lot of the songs, on this not a lot a few of the songs on this record have to they really have like uh the same lyric repeating over and over and i get that that's a part of hip-hop but i don't really enjoy it personally it's not my favorite part of it and it just didn't really work for me in this song that does happen a lot throughout the record where they're just kind of repeating the same word or phrase and there are times when it gets repetitive for me throughout the record. And maybe that's why I like this track in the beginning, because it's the first one, the first time it happens. But then over time, like that sort of repetition wears off on me. Yeah, I do. I do want to say here, I Mm. think I've listened to this record five times now, uh, just because of how dense and long it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I really think that spreading it out over the week and keeping it on the track list is a lot better for mm. our format because i think saying review because we don't it's not really a review because if we're only listening to records like two three times it's more of like a first impressions sure yeah but that's that's personal opinion are we reviewing these are we reviewing these records i mean we're giving them a rating but okay w- and we are reflecting on them are we re- are we reviewers i don't know i don't are know we, are we music critics no we're just podcasters are we podcast or music critics? Uh, that you make it sound extra bad. Then 
so going into the next song, uh, X Factors. I really like this song. Great track. Great. Track. Yes. Very, very good. Uh, the drum rolls and the chimes. The chimes. Oh, my God. I fucking absolutely adored this track. It had some really good, like, themes of, like, caring and hurt. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, I will say this whole record, probably the most l- reliant on the lyrics out of everything we've listened to. It, well, yeah, it's very lyrical, this record. Um, I mean, it's hip-hop and R&B, so, like, that's really where, where the lyricism shines. Yes, I think that this uh, song uh, just really was the first one to kind of, like, push that across for me. Uh-huh. Cause and the last one is just like you'd lost one, uh, it, I guess was you kind just of just lost one. Yeah. Versus this one, What's it's just like bum, bum. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, no one loves you more than me. It's like, oh, this song's about you know Yeah. Possessiveness Heart. and heartbreak. Yeah. And it also has this stellar guitar solo towards the end. Ooh, I, I also noted the guitar solo. I thought it was very well done. Um the electric organ as well that is throughout the track. Um, I love, there's a, there's a great organicness to the instrumentation here. Most probably because most of them are real instruments. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that, um, especially on this track, X Factor is very much like, um, just beautiful with the way that some of the, some of the things are arranged, some of the instruments. Yeah. This whole album just has such a wide range of instruments and Mm -hmm. it's just sounds so good. Yeah. Especially for hip hop R and B, where a lot of it nowadays is all digital. It's ooh, right. Ooh, love it, love it. You know, I will say that the drums, the drums are definitely programmed. Um, but for programmed drums, they ought, they feel very live. Um, I, I, I felt I felt that they were very just punchy. The drums, I think, are the are my favorite part of the entire record. Um, I think they stand out the most. Um, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I thought that the drums and the percussion really were were what shined here, and they were yes. so in your face. Um, especially there's just every, I think every single every single track that had a kick drum, the kick drum fucking slapped it was so good it was it just it was up in your face it was it was it was punchy it was clear um it was a little dry the mixes here pretty dry um but that's what you get out of a, out of a hip-hop record uh, especially ones from the 90s um but when it when it's dry you get that punch so i'm all for it yeah it was a really good kick drum yeah uh, <laughs> and hard they cut. just use this they use the same the same kick sample on every track there are some <laughs> artists who do that i'd be disappointed in all of them yeah well modern hip-hop is that for you uh next track to zion it's a song about not having an abortion and then having a son no, Zion is alive and well. Yes. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know if he passed. But uh, Zion definitely was born um, and was cared for by Lauren Hill. Um, I think this is... A, I, honestly, actually, I might take back what I said earlier. This might be my favorite track on the record. Lost Ones will be a very close second. Um, I think this one is where the, the lyricism really shines. And I think the instrumentation is at its peak here. Um, it is such a sweet ode to motherhood and to her child um and really going into into detail about not like explicit detail but kind of but very clearly um 
and like musically as well, like vocally, like really expressing like the the struggle she was express that she was feeling when um, people were telling her like, yeah, get an abortion, like think about your career and how it will affect it, like getting a child that will that'll ruin everything for you. But she said no because she knew that this is what she had to do, and she is so happy and so proud that that she's able to raise this beautiful this beautiful son. Um, I will say the um, is is kind of well known, but. Zion uh, is another name for Jerusalem. And so when she is saying um, she is uh, the, the joy of her world is in Zion, um, I think it's just an interesting parallel saying that she, you know, Zion, Jerusalem, something there, huh? Yeah, I really think this was a really good track. Uh, it wasn't my favorite because it had the re- repetition at the end again. Yeah, uh, Mar- and, the marching. Yeah. Also, uh, you know how I feel about personal lyrics. Uh, <laughs> I have no emotions, says Andy. I hate it when people express themselves through song, says exactly. Andy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just want songs about how you hate the government. Yes. But no, this song was really good, despite its uh, personal subject matter and yeah. kind of more... It almost feels like wrong to critique it because it's just, it's just like a nice song about right. her son. Yeah. But regardless, uh, go. This song is the second song to go back to the kids' classroom at the end, talking about what the kids' personal definitions of love is, and it's mm-hmm. like they're all like, "Oh, you do everything for that person," and it's the way you act and the way they act, and it's a very cute little ending for the song. Yeah. Next song, "Doop That Thing." This is the big single from this record. It is. Um, this was this is the song that got her. Um, this was this was this was a, a Billboard uh, charting track All right. um, back back in the day. I don't know if it was number one. Uh, do not quote me on that. Um, but it definitely was was there, and it is by far her most popular song. Yes, um, doo-wop. Um, and for good reason. Like it's a, it's a nice feel good track. The horns, the horns coming into it, I think are great. I love the feeling of of all just the brass instruments just popping off. The hook is pretty hooky. Uh, um, it's not my favorite hook here on the record, but I do think that it, it, it really pulls you in. There is a fade out, which does make me sad. Um, <laughs> most of these tracks have fade out. Yeah, that was, um, uh, that was upsetting. You know, some tracks, some songs, some musicians, they need the fade out. It's good for them. It's healthy. You know, it's like eating your veggies. Um, some tracks, I think you, you gotta, you gotta know when to cut it off. You know, you gotta know when to be like, all right, the track is over. The song is done. You don't need to come back to it. You don't have to just let it linger on forever and ever. And I don't care if the science says otherwise to me. All right. I want, sometimes the, the track needs a hard cut off. Sometimes you can fade it out if you want to keep yourself in that world forever and ever. But this track, do up. you could, you could have let it, you could have let it end. You could have just gave it, gave it the, the, the good, the goodbye and good night. <laughs> uh, what did you think this song was about, Nikki? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I think it was about sex or money. Let me, ch- let me check the the lyrics. Because it was always like, ah, uh, guys are only after one thing, and then girls are only after one thing, and you're being so materialistic. Here, wait. It's been three weeks since you were looking for your friend, the one you let hit it, and never called you again. Remember when he told me. When, when, he, when he told you he was about the Benjamins, you act like you ain't hear him, then give him a little trim. Oh, a trim. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Um, yeah, it just sounds like uh, people be thoughtin' out, and she is not having it. People do be thoughtin'. And they really do be thoughtin' sometimes. Um, I say it from a, I'm an adult, I say, wait, you're too young to be in love, this is silly. You've infatuated with him, he got nice jeans. Uh, <laughs> he wears fancy Adidas, I mean. It might be something I don't know. <laughs> It's a difference from loving somebody and the and Apple Music brought me back up to the top. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, so another confusing song that my dumb boy brain can't understand. It was a good beat, you know, I you know, I'm not I'm not always a fan. This is my personal take with with hip hop, which is that I'm like just my my taste I should say is that I'm I'm more of a fan of like the melodic end of things, I would value the the harmon- harmonic integrity over like the lyrical integrity. Other people will vastly disagree, and that is totally within your right. Um, but I don't like sacrificing the flow for the bars, um, and I think she does a little bit of that here. Um, she does it a lot on the record, actually, where she's just her flow kind of weakens up a bit for the sake of like some bars, um, particularly some weak bars, to be honest. Um, but, but, um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, here it was, it was not all that great. <laughs> Damn. I'm not, I listen, I don't want to, I'm not trying to re- really go hard on this. Cause I know it's a, it's a good record. All right. But I just, I was, maybe I was having an off day today. Listen, I got my laundry stolen. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling things right now. <laughs> You're feeling theft. <laughs> Angry theft. Uh, well, this song also ha- went back to the classroom. Uh, the teacher mm-hmm. or guy leading the conversation, uh, he's like, do you guys think you're too lo- young? And then the whole room signed off uh, with a unanimous no. And then they actually brought up some really like cute points. Like, it's different loving someone and being in love. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people don't want to know what it's like to be loved or to feel love. And I, I don't know. I thought this one was really cute. Yeah, it was good. And the kids are good. The kid, the kids are good. The kids are good. Um, you, you mentioned, you said you bringing up the the, the classroom again. It did remind me that um, there is a little fun fact about this record or about like that scene, um, which I'm trying to find. But if I recall correctly, um, the scene was actually recorded like the that that whole like interview. Not I keep saying interview, but like the recording the kids in the classroom. Um. I believe they did it in like Lauren Hill's living room or like somebody's living room. And the teacher, um, the teacher, this is, I'm quoting Wikipedia, uh, crucify me. It's fine. Um, Throughout the miseducation of Lauren Hill, several interludes of a teacher speaking to what is implied to be a classroom of children are played. The quote unquote teacher was played by American poet and politician Ras Baraka. I hope I'm saying his name correctly, speaking to a group of children in the living room of Hill's New Jersey home. Also, she's from New Jersey, Newark to be precise. Shout out to people who live in the state that I currently am living in. Um, (laughs) Turn up for New Jersey. Um, Hill requested that Baraka speak to the children about the concept of love to which he improvised in the lecture. Um, I think that's, that's everything it says about that. Um, like the uh, in some quote of a magazine, uh, like the songs themselves, the intro outro classroom seeing scenes suggest a larger community working to redefine itself. But yeah, that's that's really all about that. I thought it was really neat. Um, yeah, and he eventually, yeah, Ras Baraka, he became 
Oh, um, he became the mayor of Newark, New Jersey. Oh, that's cool. And, oh, I'm sorry. He is currently the mayor of Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> he, he assumed office in July 1st, 2014, and has been there since. Um... <laughs> Damn. Successful music career that guy's got. He on really top did. of a political career. Yes. Um, he was also previously the, a, a member of the Newark Municipal Council. Um, so there he was. Um, member of the Democratic Party. All right. We can move on. We can move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, next track is. Oh, wait. One last thing about Duop. Uh, they sure. put the radio edit on Spotify. They censored uh, some words on it. They, I also had censored words on this one. Yes. Uh, that's weird, but sure. Uh, next track, Superstar. Uh, this was a good one. What? <laughs> this is the first one that I really didn't like. I mean, okay. I, right, no, tell me, tell me why you like it. I enjoyed, you tell me about it. Tell I enjoyed the uh, instrument range on this one. Like, it had a harp. It had the chimes again. Uh, I like the lyrics. I think it was really, even though they were a bit corny, uh, I think that they really kind of like pushed a, like a tough girl narrative, which I liked. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that she also uh, took some time to complain about critics, which means she was talking to us in an indirect, direct way. Thank you, Lauren Hill. Hi, Lauren. I hope you're listening to this. Uh, I, I really hope you're not. You deserve so much more than a tw than like two twenty something fucking jackasses. Uh, who have no opinion that is worth your ears. Um, you should not be listening to this. She, she has like a Google alert for any time that something no! comes up. Oh my goodness, that'd be awful. I really um, hope no famous people listen to this. And once we get to like episode 64, I can just blank it off the internet. If there, if I ever get like, a, a, if I ever get added on Twitter and it's like Lady Gaga is tweeting out like, oh, I just love this new podcast starring Nikki Kulai and his friend Andy. Um, <laughs> I am promptly, I'm going to ask you to delete the podcast, Andy. No one, no one can know that this happened. If anyone but like our friends like listen to this, I'm deleting this podcast immediately. This is just for funsies. We're here. We're here just to have yeah. fun. I mean, I'm here to hang out with my friend Andy. I'm here to talk about music and force my opinions on whoever clicks on this. Hi, Abby. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, coming for her. Um, quick aside, I had a phone call with her the other day. Oh, is she well? By, yeah, she's very well. I well, I talked to her yesterday. Um, we had a little wigwam and she referenced the podcast, like in a specific way. She know, and she knows my opinion of love song. She has seen the podcast, Andy, your analytics can tell you otherwise, but I know for a fact that she has listened to the zero podcast. listeners in Buffalo, New York. I don't know. Maybe she's getting, maybe she's using a VPN. Maybe she's pinging from Ontario. Maybe she's the Argentinian. All right. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> she's listened to the damn pod. I really want to know who the one listener in Argentina is. Please reach yeah. out to Nikki. Let him know. Back to Superstar. Um, I do think that um, I, I agree that like the harp is really cool. The instrumentation, it does switch up. I found that the clavichord or harpsichord, whatever's in the beginning, I thought it was a little out of tune by my ears. I don't know. It just there, there was something about the tone that was not it for me. I thought her melismas here, her her little riffs and runs, I thought they were a little sloppy on this track. Um, and also, I noticed that like around the mid section, like the mid songs on this record, there's a lot of 
in my opinion, like really like rough mixing going on. I think her vocals are mixed way too low Um, or like they're just unbalanced mixes or um, like at the end of this track, there's a sort of like a call and response situation and the call seems fine, but then the response just seems like way louder than, than the call. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, and also there's this awful squeaking at the end. I don't even know what, what, what the hell was that? Yeah. I was like, it's, it literally just sounded like a mouse just going, Key, do, do, do. um, but like, you know, 12 ox is higher than what I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, not good. Not good. I was not, I was not impressed with this track. I'm sorry, but listen, th- we, we don't, don't listen to me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. I think this wasn't the worst one. Uh, I think. I don't know. I enjoyed a lot of the lyrics. I think they were really witty, this song. Mm-hmm. Listen to me, l- little old white man. Hi, they were really witty, this, this Lauren I, Hill. I, I liked these tracks. I thought they were pretty hip. Like, pretty, pretty hip. Uh, so the next song, uh, Final Hour. Yes, I like this one. This is a good one. I thought. I, I thought it was okay. I didn't have too okay, much to we're say gonna, about it. We're, are we, we're just going to do this back and forth the whole time, aren't we, Andy? I like to hope that's why people listen to this. I, I actually, me too, honestly. I think it's great. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, this one just kind of ran on for a while. Yeah. I thought the beat was pretty groovy. I did think that the vocals, again, I thought they were missing presence. I thought they were kind of muffled. I swear to God that they, they lowered the, the, the high end of her, of her vocal. Um, the hook is almost there, I think. Um, it was not... Uh, it, it need, it, I, I wrote it needs more beef. It, <laughs> it was not beefy enough. I thought that, like, I don't know. I think her, her like, all of her background vocals, they weren't really all put together. Um, I thought her, vo- her, like, main vocal, like, doing the, it's the final hour, you know, like, it was not, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't passionate enough. That was just me. But, I mean, you know, it's one of my favorites of the midsection. Sure. Because then I mean, it just goes down. This is where uh, the religion starts coming into the lyrics and the themes. And... More than two Zion? Yeah, I mean, I guess two Zion was more so about her son, so I let it slide. Yeah. But this is where she's just like... I let it slide. Uh, but no, this is where uh, she just kind of like doubles down on it being more of like a religious and spiritual album, which is fine. Uh, it's not really my cup of tea, and I drink a lot of tea, so... What do you... Did you drink any tea today, Andy? I drank three cups of tea today, Nikki. What, what, is, the, what is the tea? Uh, let's see, I drank Morning Thunder, uh, Bengal Spice, and then Lemon. Okay. Um, I'm in the middle of drinking a caffeinated chai um, tea that I put in with some milk uh, that I would share. So, yes. yes, I'm also an avid tea drinker. That, that is all. We keep getting off topic. I hope everyone's enjoying this today. I, I You know... I don't really have a lot to say about the rest of the record, really? so we might, we might, we might be able to power through the la- the latter half. Uh, I th- I think we'll have a plenty to say. Don't let's you go. Worry. Let's keep, let's keep it up. All huh? right. Uh, when it hurts so bad, uh, it does. I think this it was. Detracted. 
Please go into it, Nikki, because I don't have a lot of notes for this one. I also don't have a lot of notes. I Here's the thing is that I thought that the rest, like a lot of these tracks on the record, and I think this was the point, and I think this, like, this is why it's not for me, is that like they're all just kind of vibey. Like, they're all just there for the vibe, you know? They're here, they're, like, to, to bop your head along to, like, their background music, you know? That's what I really felt like this track is, and a lot, a lot of it is. Like, I, um, I like how there's various percussion. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like, per, um, beats and, and clapping going on, but, um, I don't know. It, it just, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit me. It, it, it was not, not, not it for me. Yeah, honestly, uh, looking at my notes now, I don't have a whole lot to say about the rest of the songs either, because, uh, they're all about God. Are they all about God? They they uh, not all. they do not all about. But Forgive like, them, Father. Uh, every ghetto, every him. city, everything is everything. Yeah. Anyway, yes, let's let's continue. Uh, powering through, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is that I think that you know there's some great tracks on this record, but there could, you could have cut a lot of this out. Yeah, this record is um, an hour and twenty minutes. I feel like you really could have like, not need to me. You could have brought this to down to like an hour. At least. I could, yeah, I could even I could even say like fifty minutes. You could have cut four at least four tracks. On Not even record. tracks, just like space on tracks. You know, it's it's it, that that's the thing too is that most of these tracks are like four or five minutes. Yeah, there was only um, two songs that were less than four minutes. Yeah, is that true? Yeah. Yes. I think at and least at the end. I think yeah. at least seven of them were over five minutes. Yeah, it, I mean, listen. I make long music too. All right, I get it. Um, you want to you want to fit it all in, but I think that's kind of what you were saying earlier. In that, like, there's a lot of repetition happening, but like, it's not really gripping you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what that 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 was going on on a lot of these tracks where it's the beat, um, but the beat is just looping. Yeah, but, and there's nothing changing about it. The beat didn't progress, but like the actual instruments in the song did, which yeah. was interesting. Uh, I think it's only fair that I give the same criticisms I give like every other record we've done where it's just like, ah, mm, progression is kind of necessary. And this album honestly didn't have a whole lot. No. But uh, continuing on, what song were we on? Um, we can we can go to I used to love him. Yes. Okay. We were just on. I did like this one. I thought this one was all right. Um, Mary J. Blige, uh, I think did 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 add well to the track and i think they have they had good uh musical mm-hmm. chemistry they have kind of similar voices um but i thought they 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 kind of duetted well um the beat is really what kind of kept me ho- hooked throughout the track um oh and the off kitter like piano chop that was going on i thought that was really neat um i thought that was a little that was a big switch up um but no, I thought it, I thought I thought this was a good one this was a good one this one was a fine one i mean it, i didn't put too much down for notes uh I enjoyed it. End of statement. Fine. Uh, next song, Forgive Them, Father. Uh, the People Be Sketchy song. What did you think? People Be Sketchy? Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just... Uh, I, I thought there was great harmonies on the hook. Um, there was some awkward... I, I think there was like some chopping going on in the beat. Like, I don't know. I heard some like weird edits that I wasn't too much a fan of. I don't know. Maybe my brain was just skipping a beat. But... Um, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that. But again, like it's groovy, but there's not a lot of substance there in terms of like lyrical quality that stuck out to me. Um, and I know that the lyrics are great. I'm sure oh, I, I'm assuming they're all like fantastic on most of the tracks, but I, I don't know. Something about them just wasn't sticking out to me. Sure. 
I mean, yeah, on the ep- uh, the listen through I did today, I made sure to go through the lyrics. Well, you know, I'll tell down. you why, Andy. I'll tell you why none of these tracks are, none of the lyrics are sticking out to me. It's because I can't fucking hear them. <laughs> it's because it's they're mixed so damn low. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry to blow up. I was just, you know, like, I don't understand. Like, uh, bring her, bring her up. Like, I can't hear her. Like, the beats are great, you know, well, but yeah. like, where is she? Especially on a lot of these later tracks, they'll just have people just like talking over her. Yeah, what the? What's with that? Like, yeah, I can't. And then like, I, um, and this is a stylistic choice, but like, I think the background vocals are so far behind that like they really you can they barely add to her to her uh, overall lead vocal. And then all of the goddamn ad libs, like I can't listen. Uh, producer and brother of Billy Eilish, Phineas. Um, made a tweet today that said, like, less ad-libs. Stop doing ad-libs. Enough with the ad-libs. And listen, I'll retweet that, I'll retweet that until my grave, all right? Because ad-libs do not make the song more interest- interesting. They do not make it more dynamic. It just makes it harder to hear what the person is actually saying. The only time you should have ad-libs is during instrumental parts where you don't talk for a really long time. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. What? Yeah, all the goddamn... Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry. It's fine. It's a great record. Don't crucify me. Lauren Hill fans, please. All right. Next song. Every ghetto, every city. I thought this was cool. I thought the clavichord was nice here. Um, it's about her upbringing, about living in Newark. Um, I believe it's Newark. Either way, New Jersey is where she's from. Mm-hmm. New Jersey, by the way, as I found out through this album, um, comes from Jerusalem. So, like, it's all about Jerusalem here. Um, New Jersey, Jersey, New Jerusalem. That's what it's meant to be. Zion other than for Jerusalem, all roads lead to Christianity. And that, that man in the sky, Jesus H. Christ. God bless Jesus. Uh, no, I really enjoyed this song. I think it had a really good, like, nostalgic feel. This was actually, like, my favorite on the record. Really? Yeah, I really thought it was a good song. Uh, I think it flowed really well. Uh, it, I don't know. I just I am a sucker for nostalgic songs. I think it's really nice that it was a song about like kind of finding your home everywhere you go. Like yeah. even if like you're not in the same place, like everyone's kind of going through the same thing. We're all growing up and living life. I thought it had a really cool yeah. message. I was I don't know. It was a I was a uh, it touched me. Ah, is your heart growing a little bit? Is it growing ten sizes too big, Mister Gwidge? Uh, this was also the last this was also the last uh song on the record to have the children oh was it yes it was because i tried to put a quote from them after each time oh i gotcha and then really on track 11 out of 16 yeah you're not gonna include i mean i guess technically like the last two tracks are kind of like bonus hidden tracks but they were still on the original record. And so, yeah, you're going to leave like the last three tracks. It, it makes no sense. If you're going to have an intro and it's going to be all about the children, you should have an outro and have it be about the children. I Like, bring it, bring it in. Br- bring Lauren in. I, <laughs> so, I shouldn't be getting this angry. It's fine. It's really fine. It was the 90s. They were different back then. Peacetime, Bill Clinton. It's okay. Next track, uh, Nothing Even Matters, uh, featuring... D'Angelo. D'Angelo Wallace was on this track. The it, YouTube's favorite influencer and YouTube critic that Andy does not know about. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. I know D'Angelo. I know D'Angelo the musician. Uh, is D'Angelo the musician cool? Yeah, he's pretty cool. You should check. You don't know D'Angelo? I've heard of him, but I I'm not familiar with his work. You should check it out. He's got a lot of really good stuff. You send send me something. I'll think about it. I will. Uh, but no, <laughs> I think this was an okay chat track. Uh, it had some weird snaps and chimes going on that I didn't I really liked vibe the with. snaps. I thought the snaps were cool. I thought they were very clicky i don't know but yeah the wind chimes were cool those were actually the only two notes i had for this track <laughs> i mean yeah this song was really uh, a lot more stripped down than the rest of the album mm-hmm. uh which is fine i don't know there was nothing really special about it next track everything is everything uh this song when the last track ended and went to this uh it fucking horrified me oh yeah like the like the hits like the orchestra hits yeah i thought those were great like are you kidding me no those were great they're popping off i was like okay um do, 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 do. no it's cool do, do, do. like no nah, come on that was that was cool that was that was a good part see then the album picks up at the end yeah and then it and then it nosedives um but no it was great <laughs> i thought <laughs> i thought the hook was good it was okay um second verse i thought was good flow is that what i said yeah i think i said it was a good flow i think it yeah i think like all these tracks it was just missing a little something to add to the the beat but yeah i thought it was good uh the title track is up next which i think this is the is this the first song we've had or first album we've had a title track on is that our easter egg of the of the episode um our trivia yeah Um, when people come back and make the uh wiki page no no we had back on the block oh yeah, yeah yeah i forgot listen you can't forget about back on the block it's a good record i can't forget about back on the block Uh, but no uh (laughs) title track uh this had this this is the second time this came up in the record uh Hmm. but uh and the last song it came up it was only on for like the end there's this weird crackle over the whole thing oh Uh, yeah like vinyl yeah i I didn't enjoy that i thought that was not listen i well we have to give time the benefit of the doubt because uh we live in the year 2021 where um there has been a myriad of records where people are putting in fake vinyl crackle uh and so to us it is rather stale although i'm sure back then it was still stale but um well back then they had actual vinyls so not I, even you know. it's the late 90s cds were a thing and I, I I dare say more popular at this time. Maybe 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 the vinyl here. I, I, I think if there's vinyl crackle in like the '90s, '80s, and '90s, I think it comes from a sense of nostalgia to those people that grew up with vinyls. Lauren Hill would have definitely grown up with vinyl records. Um, but like, if someone if if she included vinyl record vinyl crackle on a new on a record that came out this year, we would have we would have said, oh well, you're just like doing fake nostalgia because everyone has done that everyone put fake fake no one has heard vinyl like on a record before because everything is digital all right no one's grown up with that anymore Mm -hmm. um but back then in the 90s people who are making music in the 90s probably grew up with actual lps in the 70s so maybe there's an actual pure nostalgia there that said doesn't age well (laughs) it did not age well i really it really like took away from the whole track for me yeah but you know, come see. I comes thought off. I thought it was a soulful ending. I'm calling this like the official ending of the record. Really? Um. Well, again, the last two tracks are are technically bonus hidden tracks, although although they were on the original record. <laughs> um. 
I thought it was a good ending. Um, I thought it was strong vocal performances. I think she was she was holding out some notes for very good. Um, I thought the pianos, the keyboards, the organs, they were full of movement. And it, it, it could have ended the record fine enough. But then there's two more. And I just, well, let's talk about it. Uh, Can't Take My Eyes Off You, another TikTok song. Is this a TikTok song? I think the chorus has been taken by TikTok. Oh, yeah. I need you, baby. I think it's been covered and then turned into something else. But yeah, I need you, baby, if it's quite all right, is a TikTok thing now. Listen, I'm not on the TikTok, so I b- I'll believe you. L- listen, we are, we're friends with some TikTok people. What do you, well, hold on. What do you mean TikTok people? Yeah, we have friends who are on TikTok. We know, we, let's, let's be clear to our audience of our TikTok people that we know no influencers. And anyone who purports to be delete them i think mary kate's made a tiktok (laughs) you've made tiktoks you've been in them i was forcibly in a tiktok uh at the behest of our friends uh shelby and abby see the best part about the best part about tiktok is that uh no one will ever remember uh who is on what tiktok um because they're just there's too many of them now so they they just all disappear (laughs) there's it's going to be like Vine where it just goes away one day and I can't do you wait. Think, do, you think it, do you think it will? I think TikTok will die one day. I don't know I, when, but eventually. I sure hope it does, to quote a famous Vine. Ah, Drew Gooden. I love him. He's doing great on YouTube. He Shout is. out to Drew he's Gooden. You know, he's hilarious. He's, he's one of my favorites. Um, anyway. <laughs> this album has, has taken us in far more segues and detours than any other record. And I think, I think that... that that speaks to the album <laughs> or maybe it speaks to us. I don't know. Either way, let's finish it up with the final yeah. track. Tell him, tell him, uh, it's tell a nice what? song. Tell him what? I also I think t- this was not a great, me? this wasn't a great song to end on. No, it wasn't because it also just doesn't thematically fit. Cause like the whole album had this, the overarching theme of like defining a different type of love. And this just feels like, Oh, tell him you're in love with him. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought the I thought the vocals were good, the background vocals, the oohs and the ahs. It's a soft ending to the record. Yeah. Um which is a weird a bit of a contrast from the kind of the the more bouncy and and I don't want to say in your face or aggressive, but like it was it was a bit more um beat based in the beginning, you know, with lost ones. Um so to kind of end on this and also most of the record is is like, you know, beats and and head bopping. So to end it like here is now. It wasn't doing it for me. That's why I say that the 14th track was is the unofficial or the if it, like the, the de facto closer. But no, tell him, tell him. Uh, nah. Yeah. And that's it. That's the record. And that's the record. We made it. We made it through. And uh, we're only at like 53 minutes. 54. Yeah. 54. Uh, I thought it was a good record. I didn't hate it. Uh, it wasn't. I don't think it's uh, an amazing beautiful perfect record it is beautiful uh but i it has some things that i wasn't a super super duper big fan on all right what i'll say is that i admire lauren hill one she did all most of this on her own um which is good good for her and it's again celebrated record everyone loves it um what i what i respect most about it is that i think that instrumentally it has like sonic cohesion um especially when 
but but also like you know keep switching things up and adding a lot of instrumentation on some tracks um and you know i think in on that and I think it's good, but I, but honestly, to, to be, to give my honest opinion, I was not at all impressed with half of this record, half of the tracks. You could have made this an EP. Um, honestly, if you, if you cut this record in half, you'd still have a pretty lengthy record. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing too, is that, and most of these tracks, you could have cut the actual like records. Um, cause again, most of them are four or five minutes. They did not need to be that long. Um, like, listen, I love bars and verses as much as the next guy, but n- not at the expense of, like, the actual, you know, the, the, the hit of the track. And, and some of these tracks just did not hit for me. Um, I've seen shorter records with 16 tracks, uh, but do twice as well uh, for, my, for my ears. Anyway, maybe I went too hard on this episode, but I, I, I was a little underwhelmed. I gave it a meh. Um, uh, I'm 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 still angry about the classroom. It's it's just it disappeared. Where did it go? The last five tracks did not get anything. Um, I'm going to give this record, Andy, a twenty out of sixty-three. Twenty out of sixty-three. So I liked it a bit more than you. I gave it a forty-five. Whoa! What? I don't think that's ridiculous. I think I listened to this record a lot. I enjoyed a lot of it, even just as background music. Uh. I thought it was pretty good. Also, I will say, uh, this record having as many songs as it does and being as long as it is, uh, I still remember most of these tracks much, much better than I do any of the Fleetwood Mac songs. Uh, I think that instrumentally... I still got the chain in my head, though. <laughs> instrumentally, this record holds up very, very well. And maybe it's just because I'm comparing it to the other songs and albums we've listened to, but I think that this one... I think a 45 is appropriate. I notice you're not comparing it to your your love child back on the block. I mean, there's not much like, yeah, they're kind of in the same genre, but they're not like, you know, very similar. They very much are in the same genre. You should be comparing them as opposed to any other record that we've done so far. I'm just, I'm just giving you jazz. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joshing you. That no, being yeah. said, Nikki, uh, that does average out to a 32.5, which is the same score we gave to back on the block <laughs> i don't know why i find that funny i had to cover the mic i know that was great you're good um <laughs> okay um i do want to pick next week's record all right. Oh, wait, is, we... is, is, is there anything else we wanted to say about this, or have we have we exhausted it? You know, out of all the records we've listened to, I'd say this is the one you should probably give a listen the most if you're just kind of popping these episodes on because you're me and Nikki's pals. Uh, you should probably I'd say give this one a listen. I think you might have uh, some differing opinions, but I, I don't know. Give this one a listen. Yeah, I listen. Um. What I will say, and I'm not just doing this to save face, um, but listen, if you like this record, like, listen to this record, and if you like it, tell me, to one, tell me, leave, leave in the comments on Twitter or wherever, um, but also, you know, uh, my tastes are, are very much different. Listen, I'm, 
I'm in the world of hyperpop, all right? And if anyone knows what that is, you know why this record did not speak to me. Um, but yes, uh, this is a good record. It, it was absolutely impactful for hip-hop. It is one of the seminal albums of hip-hop. That changed the landscape. Um, just wasn't for me. Yes. Uh, so they we aren't actually next week. We're not talking about the Grammys because they moved no. the Grammys to they March. Uh, I'm going to make the episode picture for this. Uh, the Drake and Josh meme of, hey, Drake, where's the Grammys? But yeah, so next week, next week, instead of listening or talking about the Grammys, uh, I guess we're picking an album as we usually do. Nikki, are we yes. having our guest on next week? I, I have reached out to our guest and he is available for next week. Um, and so I will be picking this album, hoping that he is familiar or that he would have a lot to say about this, this artist. Um, we'll have to coordinate times with him. But yes, um, I, will want, I want to pick the Grammys for 1987, which uh, now I get to say it, is the album Graceland by Paul Simon. Oh, okay. Um, I am not familiar with this album, nor am I really familiar with Paul Simon, other than that he was one half of Simon and Garfunkel. Um, oh, and he made Sound of Silence. So uh, we'll give that a go, huh? But yeah, next week we should have a, a guest on our little shindig. Yep. A friend of mine and Nikki's who from college who studied music at the same place we he's did. He's still there. He is still there. I forgot. And he's married. Oh, I'm so happy for him. And if that doesn't tell you who it is, uh, you'll you'll just wait and see. I will say, the the woman he married, wonderful woman. Wonderful woman. They have a wonderful dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know who it is, then, you know, you'll find out next week. Uh, Next week's edition of... And then the outro music comes. Da, 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 da. The Grammy Boys with Nikki Kulai and Andy Andy. Uh, is that my is that my music career name, Andy? Do Andy? you what do you what do you want to go by your your uh, your no, gamer no, no, tag? No 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 no. That I I can announce publicly live over over all streaming that, platforms. That'll cut out. Actually, we're not on Google Podcast. Turns out we're not on YouTube either. Yeah, it's Google. Let's get a YouTube channel. And no one's gonna listen to this on YouTube. We should get a yeah, SoundCloud. We should get a SoundCloud. I'll do all of these things. Do you want it on my channel? I'll put it on my channel. Nah, because then, nah. This we're fine. We're fine. No, uh, I want a YouTube channel. <laughs> this is happening now. We're in an argument. Are we in an? We just argued about Lauren Hill for. Did we argue? Well, we let's discussed. not use the term argue. That's so. That's such a harsh word. Harsh word. Andy, we don't argue. We have very friendly, what I would call, I mean this not sarcastically, I think we have very friendly bouts and debates. Bouts and uh, debates? Bouts and debates. I think we have a little tussles. We have some tussles, and I think that um, we're, we're, we're a little, we're a little, we're, we're fun with each other, all right? Sure. We have <laughs> Nikki, has there, been any, has there been any music releases that you've listened to recently? Um, <laughs> re- like new music releases? Yeah, something new. Um, scrolling through, honestly, no, uh, actually, did I talk about Carolyn Shaw last week? You didn't. If you want to do that real quick before I will do that real quick. Um, now friends and listeners, um, if you don't know me personally, you, or if you just don't know me, um, Caroline Shaw 
is a classical, contemporary classical music composer. Um, I love her so much. She um, won the Pulitzer Prize in, I believe, 2015, 2016 for music for her phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal work, um, the Partita for Eight Voices. Um, with only eight voices, she has created something so magnificently heavenly, ethereal, gorgeous. Um, and it truly changed the way that I look at music composition. And she has just released um, a new set of pieces um, with the uh, uh, group So Percussion um, alongside Gilbert Kalish. I believe that is the conductor. Um, and Don Upshaw, who is a very celebrated um, I believe soprano. If I'm saying none of these things correctly, I am sorry. Um, however, she just released an EP with So Percussion and these two other individuals uh, titled the Narrow Sea. Narrow Sea. It is in five parts. It's 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 very um, pop. It's it's like as pop as you can get in the classical world. Uh, Narrow Sea, as well as like an, uh, a bonus a bonus composition uh, taxidermy. I highly recommend it. It just to get a sense of who Caroline Shaw is. She's really absolutely fantastic. I recommend that. I recommend um, the Partita for Eight Voices. And if I can recommend one more thing that I have not listened to yet, although I think you should give it a try, just to see what how diverse my music listening taste is. Um, the IDM experimental duo. The Body has released a new album, I've Seen All I Need to See. So if you're into industrial metal and noise music, <laughs> give that one a listen too. They also had a really great record um, that I enjoyed uh, that, that is a very long title that I, I cannot recite by memory. Um, yes, yeah, so that, that is, that, that's my little, those are my promotions. Andy, do you have anything? Uh, I, Cheekface put out a new record this month. A new whole album? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I know, Nikki, you're not their biggest fan, but I absolutely love them. I think they have uh, very memorable and witty lyrics. And, uh, mm. yeah, that's listen to uh, Emphatically No by Cheekface. Uh, as always, everyone, uh, you can follow Nikki on social media at Nikki Kulai. Uh, that's K-U-L-A-Y-Q-L-I. <laughs> Uh, you can follow this podcast wherever fine podcasts are served, and you fine podcasts uh, wherever podcasts are served. I like to think we're the. Is this our outro yet? Do we have an outro? We have the music you made. Uh, we and we have I... our famous last line of "Give Carolyn Shaw a Grammy." Goodbye. Yes. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Da 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 da